you have your Bibles tonight, if you don't, it, it, it may be on the screen, but I'm going to talk to you or preach to you. I'm going to go to Psalms 23, the, that every Christian probably can quote or knows some part of it, and probably even unchristian or unchurched people probably knows some part of this song. But what I want to speak to you on is a title because, called In the Middle of Nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. And like I say, I could preach Psalm 23, and I've just about done it here before, because you can stop right there and you can just... There's so much in the first sentence, before the first semicolon there, The Lord is my shepherd, that we could just... That's all you need. That is it. As long as he is your shepherd and you are following him, that is all you need. And it says, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What I want you to notice here is through all the first, is, is, is he is leading you. The sheep don't actually know where they're going. They follow the shepherd. The shepherd goes before the sheep and, and makes sure the pastures are right and ready for them to come in. The, the shepherd goes and finds the brooks for the sheep to come and, and drink of. Because if a sheep, if you take it to a brook of water where it is making a lot of noise, it will not drink. It scares it. That's the reason it says in here that he leads me beside the still waters. Because a true shepherd knows that a rough water, the sheep will be scared and spooked. So that's the reason David wrote this, because he knew what it was to be a shepherd and how he had to go before and find these places that the sheep could be and where they could lay and where they could feed and where they could drink. Because that is what a true shepherd does. Can I tell you that that's what he does for you too if you're following him. He'll go before you and make a way when you don't see it. He'll go before and what I want to concentrate on here tonight is this verse. In the presence of my enemies, you prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. That means he has done went somewhere you have not been. He knows... And when it says enemies there, so he's already seen or been to a battle that he knows you're going to have to face. And before you ever even get there, there's already a table prepared that he has done. Prepared, prepared in this, in the, in the Hebrew means to put in order. So he has already went before you and put this in order and lined it up the way it needs to go. Psalms 37 and 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That means they are set up by him. 
And the Hebrew word for table here actually means meal or feast. So in the presence of your enemies, he has went before you, set up a table, put it all in order, and he has a feast for you to have right there in the middle of the situation. But that middle of the situation to you looks like the middle of nowhere. So what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, us country folks, we know that when we say, hey, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, there's two things it really means. I don't know how I got here, and, I don't, and if I know how I got here, I don't know how to get out of here. So I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't get no signal on my phone. I don't do this. That's what it pretty much means. I don't, even, I don't know how I got here, or I don't know how to get away from here. So I'm stuck out in the middle of nowhere. Can I tell you, that's what the shepherd does. He goes out into the middle of nowhere where you're going to have to fight an enemy, and he already prepares a way for you in that situation. He goes before us and prepares the table, sets it up, puts it in order. The shepherd knows where he's leading his, his sheep. He's already been there. He knows even the green pastures where he has to take them and feed them. He'll show up in the middle of the enemy and prepare a table and put it in order and the feast right there in the middle of nowhere to prove to the enemy that they are under his care. And God will show up. I'm going to stress this a lot of times tonight. He will show up in the middle of nowhere. Exodus chapter 3, we read about a man named Moses. Moses is on the backside of a desert tending to his father-in-law's sheep. For 40 years, Moses tended these sheep. And all of a sudden, it says, the Bible says he comes to the backside of a desert at the Mount of God and a burning bush out of the middle of nowhere. Moses is in the middle of nowhere, and out of nowhere, a bush is set on fire. And the Bible says, out of the middle of that bush, a voice, the angel of the God, Lord, speaks to him and says, Moses. And he turns aside to see what is happening, and he answers, here am I. But we're talking about Moses. Moses, a man that, that ever since he was born, the enemy tried to kill him. Ever since he was born, God made a way, and he made it into the palace and he was raised in the palace. He was raised in royalty, got, got the schooling and everything like that. But then he finds himself one day out with, 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 the, with the people and the Egyptians are being mean and he kills one of them. And the next day he goes out there and his people, the Israelites, said, will you kill us? Are you going to kill us too? And Moses is scared for his life and he flees. And he flees to Midian and he meets up with, with this beautiful woman over there and he marries her now he's tending sheep for his father-in-law for 40 years he does this but we find Moses in the middle of nowhere and the bush out of the middle of nowhere catches on fire and then out of the midst of that bush God speaks to him the Bible says always it came to pass that it does never it does not ever come to stay the bush, the Hebrew word for bush is sinaz. It's understand to be a type of thorn bush, like a bramble. That amazed me when I read that, because something we would not want to touch, something we will steer away from, 
that we were scared if, if we touch it. Some of you do wouldn't want your sheep to get caught up in because if they must get caught up in the thorny bush, there's very, very good possibility that that sheep might die. So God uses things that we don't ever even know to speak to us and take us to the places. And God speaks to him in the middle of nowhere. And he calls him out in that middle of nowhere. He starts a destiny in Moses and sets him on the course to d deliver millions of, of the Israelites out of bondage. Because in this situation, you may think tonight that you are in the middle of nowhere. You might have had it good at one time like Moses. But I can tell you from the very time you are born into this life, the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy you. That is his main goal. From the time you come into this world, even now from the time you are conceived in your mother's womb, he is out to kill, steal, and destroy you. And so is this world. If you can't see that, then you're blind. They want to take the unborn and they want to murder them. That, they are out to kill and that is nothing but the enemy and the Satan and a demonic attack upon this world if we don't get it right. So from the moment you're born, from the moment Moses was born, the enemy was out to kill him. You may feel like that. You may feel like I had it good at one point in my life. I had everything going for me. Moses was in the palace being fed the best food, the best things, eating at the king's table, being taken care of, had the best robes, the best clothes, the best sandals, the best education. And then all of a sudden, he finds himself fleeing out of fear for his life. That could be you here tonight. At one point in your life, you could have everything going for you. And now you find yourself in a situation that you're out on the backside of a desert in the middle of nowhere, not knowing what to do. And then God will show up in the midst of that. So Jesus shows up out of the middle of nowhere, and he does this. I want to take you to John chapter 4, verse 3. Jesus is coming into, leaving Judea and going into Galilee. He's going to meet a Samaritan woman is what is happening here. In John chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, he says, he must. He said, I must, I have need that I go through Samaria at this point. You see, there was an easier route that Jesus could have took to get to Galilee from, from, where he, from Judea. But instead, he said, I have need and I must go through Samaria, Samaria for one specific reason, region, for reason. In Luke chapter 9, verse 53, it says that, that in this case, that they sent the disciples into the villages of Samaria, and they said they would not receive Jesus in that village of Samaria. So Jesus knew it was a place that he wasn't even welcome because the Samaritans and the Jews did not get along. The Samaritans to a Jew was a disgusting person. The, the Samaritan, the Jew, would call them a pig, which was the lowest thing a Jew could say to them because they felt like they were unclean, because they were, were not a full-blooded Jew. They were crosses of, of all the Samaritans and, and the places that they got 
and when they got led away into Babylon and they crossed up and married an Engel Manor, that's where the Samaritan come from. So the Jews felt like they wasn't a pure Jew, so they did not want to have anything to do with them. If you were caught as a Jew socializing with a Samaritan, it was looked down upon. They viewed them as the worst thing, the worst thing that you could hang out with. Jesus, he called. He gets to this well. He goes out of his way. He said, I must, I need, have to go through Samaritan. And he gets to this well, the Bible says, and it says it's called Jacob's well. Some of y'all remember. I don't know if he was amen of Jacob or amen of what? Of the water. But you did good if you said amen. Jesus shows up and it says Jesus showed up at this well, Jacob's well. I got to stop, y'all. I do. And it, it, it's, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. It, it's me in my head right now. I feel like there's, I feel like my words are hitting a brick wall. Lord, I praise you right now, God. Lord, I worship you. Brother Jim, I'm going to swap headsets, too. Devil, you don't have the victory in this place tonight. It's been going too good for him not to show up, Sister Kim. He's been, too, been doing too many things for him not to show up in this place tonight and stop of what God is having to do in the word that he wants to go forth. But it's not going to happen. Just like it's not going to happen for you, Mitch. The devil ain't going to have the last say. God is. It's not going to happen here tonight. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Sister Lynn. It's just not going to happen. Lord, we claim the victory right now in this place, God. God, the, the bondage that is trying to keep this word from going out and going forth. God, we come against it in the name of Jesus. Satan, we bind you out of this place. Lord, the freedom to receive. God, the freedom to hear. God, the freedom to preach. God, we loosed it in the name of Jesus, Lord. That you can do the signs and miracles and wonders, God. And you can touch the people's heart that you want to touch in this place tonight, God. Because, Lord, we may seem like we're in the middle of a nowhere situation situation God right now God but I can guarantee you God you are here in this place Lord God and we will give you the praise we will give you the honor we will give you the glory and everybody said amen and amen so Jesus shows up at this well called Jacob's well. And Jacob, you can go and tie that into Jacob the deceiver. Because Jacob, when he was born, he grabbed his brother's heel, Esau, and wanted to come out before him. And then Jacob and Esau got in this little battle. And, and Jacob got Esau to sell him his birthrights. And then went to his father and got him to bless him and take all the blessings. So this well could be tied to Jacob's name. Jacob's name was changed to Israel 
Israel later on. See, in this point, Jacob was out in the middle of nowhere, and he sets up and he sends his family across a brook, and he lays down there, and an angel of the Lord comes down, and Jacob wrestles with this angel all night long in the middle of nowhere, and he won't let this angel go. And in the midst of all this, the angel touches Jacob's side, and he starts walking with a limp, but he says, Lord, in the middle of this nowhere situation, as I'm traveling through, Lord, I will not let you go. You will have to bless me, God, in the middle of this nowhere spot. And the angel, and the God touched him. And not only did he touch him, he changed his name to Israel. He changed his name. But this well here said Jacob's well. It didn't say Israel's well. So this Jacob, you could say, was tied in to the name of the deceiver. And so Jesus says, I must go to a well that could represent somebody who deceived his family and deceived his brother. And I must meet a woman there, a Samaritan woman, who feels like she may be being deceived by everybody and is living in a decisive life. And he sits there by this well, and this Samaritan woman walks up out of the middle of nowhere. But Jesus knew she was coming. She tried to make it inconspicuous. And tried to show up at a time where nobody would be there because she was hurt. She was broken. She knew the lifestyle that she was living was not right. So she tried everything to show up when nobody else was there. But when she tried to show up when nobody else was there, Jesus was already there. In the middle of nowhere, he showed up in this situation. And he asked this woman this one thing because he's tired and he's thirsty. Because he has went out of his way to get to this nowhere place to help this nowhere woman in her need. And he asked her, he said, if there's one thing, you, if you knew who was sitting here in the middle of your situation, then you would ask, can I give you a drink of water? And she looks at him and says, you don't have no, no nothing to dip this water out. And he looks at her and says only if you knew who you were talking to in this middle of this situation I'm not talking about water that quenches the thirst he said but in this middle of this situation of nowhere I'm talking about a water where you will never thirst again where you will have life and have it more abundantly so Jesus shows up at a well that meant deceiver and touches a woman in the middle of nowhere and he asks her another question he says how many, bring your husband, how many, she's like, how many husbands? He's like, I got five. And, and he says, the one you're living with now is not your husband. And she perceived he was a prophet. And Jesus changed her life because he showed up in the middle of nowhere and helped a situation that was going nowhere. You hear what I'm saying here tonight? He's always there. He's the shepherd. He goes before you. And in the presence of your enemies, he's already been there. In your nowhere, he's already been there. And he's waiting on you to get there so he can help you out of that nowhere. Do you hear what I'm saying here tonight? So Jesus helps this woman out. And he gets her. And he sends her on her way, and she goes back into the city proclaiming what God has done for her and the things that he has done. No matter if you're lost, 
here in this place tonight. No matter if you're running like, like Moses was on the backside of the desert. No matter if you're stuck in a situation like the woman of, at the well, the Samaritan woman was stuck in the things that she had, had been in. No matter what kind of situation you're facing. No matter if you're facing a sorrow. God shows up in the middle of nowhere for any situation. Not just some things, but all things he shows up for. There were three Hebrew boys that were, would not bow but for the music, would not bow to the idol. And it was not, and I said this last night, I believe, it was not until they got into the middle of a nowhere situation that God showed up for them in that situation. Sometimes he had done been there. He had already knew that they were going to be in that situation. So I would like to believe while they were in the fiery furnace that when they looked in the door, I would like to believe they had a seat in the table table and they were in there just eating away because that's what he does he goes and prepares prepares means to order he goes and sets it all in order in the middle of your nowhere just like just like Daniel in the lines and that same thing I would like to believe in that situation that Daniel said well if I die so what if I die, I'll go to heaven. It don't matter to me. Daniel was saying, it does not matter. I'm not going to quit doing what I'm doing. I will bow every day, and I will praise God, and I will pray to God, and I will do these things. And if, if I die here, that's fine. I will meet my Savior in heaven. But in the middle of a nowhere situation, he had already been there. He had already prepared. He had done give them lines so much to eat that they didn't want to eat nothing. And we can't. In this day and time, we can't bow. We can't because the bottom line is Jesus has already been here. It may seem like nowhere to you, and it may seem like you're not going nowhere, but Jesus has already been here. He knows what's going on in this world right now. He knows the situation you face right now. But the thing is, is we've got to hold to who he is in our nowhere situation. In the middle of a storm one night, as the disciples were going across the lake, Jesus shows up in the midst of the storm. He shows up in the middle. Out of nowhere, they see him walking across the sea. Don't matter what kind of storm you're going through the night, can I tell you, he's already been there. In your midst, he will show up out of nowhere, and he will come to your rescue. If you're in the middle of fear, then the enemy will he try to lock you up and keep you secluded and pull you down and not let you out and seclude yourself. That's just what he wants you to do. But in that fear and in that seclusion and in that locking yourself up can I tell you you may seem like you're in the middle of a nowhere God is already there God is already there I want to go to this brother Stephen if you could grab that cross right here and bring it right here Let's see if I can get this one right quick Caleb come here and pick that up for the stand that you might have to grab that one by the stand let's put it over here on this side right here Stephen yep beautiful Right here, Caleb. I'll tell you a story about somebody that left a kingdom about like Moses did. And he walked with his friends on this earth. And then one night in a garden where he was in the middle of a nowhere situation and didn't know what he was doing. And as he cried out to his father, God, let this cup pass by 
pass from me. If it's not, Lord, my will, God, be done, but your will. Who is saying, God, there's another way. Can you please take this? I am in the middle of a nowhere situation. His friends are out there sleeping on him when they need him the most. He asked them, can you just watch and pray with me one hour while I go and face this situation that I'm going to have to have? And then before the night was over, the nowhere situation got worse. The people showed up and locked, and, and locked him up and took him before a pilot and took him before. And he got judged that night and accused into the next morning and beaten and, and, and stripes laid on his back. But can I tell you, before this ever happened, there were two thieves. These two thieves had done had their arraignment. It could have been days or weeks before. They had decided before that night that, that Jesus got accused and before the morning where they're going to crucify him, these two thieves were already going to meet their destiny. The crucifixion that day was not for Jesus. They had done planned it for these two thieves. Jesus just showed up in the middle of nowhere. What I'm saying is, these had done been determined. They didn't take Jesus up there and then say, hey, we're going to put two thieves next to him. No, these two thieves were already on their way, way before Jesus comes to the picture. But these two thieves get on this cross. And then out of the middle of nowhere, somebody shows up in the middle of their nowhere situations. And then one thief looks to the other, and they start talking back and forth. And basically he says, do you know who this is? And this one says, well, if he is who he says he is, then let him save us all. And this one over here tells him, I said, listen, I, I believe in you. I believe, and I want to go and be with your kingdom with you. And he looks at him, and he says, today you shall be with me in paradise. What I'm saying is is that these two thieves' destiny, they had done been accused, they have done been sentenced to death, and this was their day. This was their nowhere. How are we going to get, we are fixing to die, what are we going to do? This was their crucifixion. This was their nowhere situation that it seemed hopeless, and, and a, a lost cause, they both going to die, and that's, all, and that's what's going to happen. But out of the middle of nowhere, a man that was not supposed to be there that day showed up in their nowhere situations. One chose him, one didn't. Tonight, Jesus will show up in your nowhere situation, whatever it may be. Either you can choose him or you can't, but he's there. Because you want me to tell you something? Because when Jesus shows up in the middle of nowhere and splits it wide open with his cross, the nowhere turns into now here. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your nowhere situation, when God shows up in the middle of it and splits it and comes down there, that your nowhere means now I am now here. I can do what I said I can do. I can do what you need me to do. I can restore you. I can take you to a well that means deception and change your life. I can meet you on a stormy sea. I can meet you on the backside of a desert. I can meet you in your nowhere situation. Because when I show up, that means I am now here.
I am now here. And I wish I could take credit for that, but I cannot. Some of y'all know where it comes from. But God wants to show up in the middle of your situation. After this happens and Jesus shows up and goes to the, to the grave and is resurrected. He shows up in a place in John chapter 20, 19 where the disciples, it says, are locked inside of a room for fear. They have locked the door because they were fearful that, that they would do the same thing to them as they did to Jesus. Luke 24 and 36 says, As they spoke in this room, the disciples, with the door locked out of fear, that Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. Jesus showed up right in the middle of their nowhere situation because the king they was looking to, the person they was looking to, the one they thought that was the Messiah was now dead to them and in a tomb seemed hopeless the thing that they had poured the last three and a half years of their lives and their hearts into was now laying they thought in a tomb but and so they locked the door out of fear of what would happen to them a lot of you have lost your savior have lost your passion have lost your desire and you have locked the door in for fear of what might happen to you can I tell you, fear does not do anything but pull you down and keep you. It wants you to keep the door locked and keep you in a nowhere situation. But Jesus showed up in the middle of their nowhere with the door locked right in the midst of them. And when Jesus shows up in your nowhere, that means he is now here. And he speaks to them and says, peace. Peace. And he asked them a question. Why are you troubled? In the middle of your nowhere situation, you don't have to be troubled. There's no reason to worry if he is your shepherd. If you are following him, he's done been to your nowhere and already prepared the table right there in the middle of your enemies. So he's asking you, why are you troubled when I've done been here? And then I've done been here, I've come back, and now I am here again to see you through this. Why, he asked him again another question, why do your thoughts arise in your hearts? Why do these thoughts and things arise in your hearts? Why? Somebody here tonight has locked yourself in a situation. You have locked your, it didn't start out like that. You didn't mean it to end like this. You didn't mean to go the places that you are right now. And you have locked the door out of fear. And you believe, Lord, I am. Fear has gripped you. And you believe you cannot go anywhere. You cannot be anywhere. And you think you are in a nowhere situation. Philip or whoever wants to come play the piano sing. If it's Devin, that's fine. I know Philip's voice is. But Jesus showed up right there with them. In the middle of your nowhere situation, you don't have to worry. In the hopeless situation, you don't have to worry. The thing that you're going through in your storm right now, you don't have to worry. Because he's already been there. 
and to know where that you think you are, he is now there with you. If you would, stand with me. I come by tonight to tell somebody you may already feel like you've been judged sentenced there's nothing left for you to do and you feel like you're in the middle of a nowhere situation just like the two thieves you thought this was just your night to come to church but in this moment Jesus has showed up. You have two ways you can go about this. Because he's here. You can either choose to let him have that situation and pull you out because he's done been there. Or you can choose to stay there live in that situation and live in that nowhere and stay in that desert and stay in that place of dryness you have to say to them who will open up tonight and say God that is me I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere I feel like I'm in the middle of a helpless situation I feel like all hope is lost I don't know which way to go I don't know which way to turn tonight to tell you I am now here 